you want to learn more about effective management, head over to madsingers.com and sign up for my free management training. Welcome to the Mad Singers Management Podcast from madsingers.com, where entrepreneurs and business managers learn and share. If you like the show, don't forget to leave a review. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Maki Matson. Welcome to the show, Maki. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Likewise, likewise. I'm excited for today's episode. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> what the entire core of the company is based on. So everything that we do from management to just the whole entire existence of our company is based on spreading love to the entire world. So yeah, it's a fitting theme. Fantastic. Uh, before we get into that, Maki, do you mind giving just a, a, an introduction to yourself and your background and so on? Yeah, um, <clears throat> so I am a digital nomad and I do myself, I am an SEO, which is search engine optimization. And so I work with a few different companies, mostly startup, mostly in the wellness and yoga industry. Um, and with book retreats, I manage the marketing team. And so um, with SEO, you know, we're producing a lot of content and working a lot with different partners. And so I'm managing the team that helps make all of that happen. That makes a lot of sense. And uh, yeah, I, I have a lot of experience in the SEO world myself. So that's oh, yeah. always nice and nerdy. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I love it. <laughs> right. So um, enough based management. Tell me more. I want details. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so one of the things that the founders of the company Book Retreats, um, their names are Ron and Sean, and they met actually at an ashram in India um, while they were doing their practice. And they just, it was so beautiful and life-changing for them that they decided to come together to make a company that could help spread that, that experience and that healing to other people, as many people as possible. Uh, and that's where Book Retreats was founded. And so that the same idea kind of goes through everything that they do and everything that I do because of their vision. And that is to spread love and everything, um, whether it's creating content or working with people on your own team or connecting with others. So the very first, the, the very first thing that they try to do is make sure that everybody kind of falls in love with each other. We, we genuinely love each other. And so they create an atmosphere like that. And even though it's a remote team um, and we do everything on Slack to communicate, everything is meant to facilitate a genuine relationship with other team members. And so we are really supportive and open and it's a really open environment where people can ask questions or share things that are kind of difficult for them. Um, and just, yeah, just lots of love going around. And I, that's not at all related to management, but it's to me and I believe to them as well, it's at the core of what makes this company work and what makes the management so easy. Um, because we all actually really like working with each other and really like spending time together. So, um, yeah, it just grows from there, basically. Excellent. Yeah, that sounds super interesting. I mean, it must be a good work environment, at least. So yeah, that's a, yeah. That's the top of it. Okay, that sounds really interesting. From a from a high level perspective, what what does that mean on a day to day basis? <laughs> like, what what sort of things would you see happening? 
different in the company than you would have in other companies that you work with? Yeah. Um, so the first kind of foundations that we do is that we have an open door policy, obviously. If anybody has an issue, it's okay to talk about it with anybody. Um, like myself, I've had a few things that I had to clear with Ron and Sean, and I had to have really frank conversations with them about like, this just isn't working, or this really makes me feel bad <laughs> or uncomfortable or whatever. And I have to be able to share that with them so that way we can find a solution to fix um, whatever issue it is. So having an open door policy is one of the things that we have. And another is just investing in people and their internal state because yoga and meditation is at the core of our business, right? So we really believe that you should have some kind of practice that facilitates growth and um, mental health and all the things that you need to be really stable because if you're not at your best, you can't possibly bring that to the company, right? So we're really big on making sure that everybody is safe and healthy and happy. And when all of those basic needs are met, then we can grow from there. And then as far as like actively, what uh, we do as managers is we, we offer a lot of praise. Whenever somebody does a really good job, we share it with the whole entire team in Slack and we show like, look, they knocked it out of the park. They did these things. Um, and then not only that, but we kind of, get very specific. That's something that Sean, one of the founders is super big on is being specific about anything. If you have a criticism, be super specific. If you have praise, be super specific. Everything that you do, give examples and say what you like about it. So it's just a lot of open, honest, um, and very articulate communication, I guess is what you could say. I love that. I love that. I mean, one, one of my fundamental mindset around feedback is to well two things so one is that you know most people do more good than bad and very often in feedback it feels the other way around because mm. people are much more inclined to give feedback when things are going bad instead of when they're going right so i mm -hmm. think an environment where people give a lot more positive feedback is is definitely a good thing um, mm -hmm. i also really like the way you sort of yeah, the way you share, right? Because again, feedback is meant to be specific. If, if you say, wow, great job today, what does that mean? How, mm -hmm. how can I repeat what I did based on what you said? You can't, right? So the, the whole purpose of specific feedback is making sure that it's actually repeatable because mm -hmm. if someone does a presentation and you just say great presentation, that doesn't tell them what they did well. But if you're like, you know, I love the way you put the slides together and show the data, but it also explained in words what it meant or whatever the, whatever you felt was good about it. Uh, that obviously, that, that makes it so much easier for the person to actually learn from the experience. Because as human beings, very frequently, what, what happens is we do something great. We don't realize it's great, so we end up changing it. Um, mm -hmm. And I mean, that typically happens for a lot of business owners all the time, right? Where they actually, they hit gold. They don't realize what made them hit gold. So therefore, they don't continue doing the same thing. They try and emulate a similar thing, but they don't understand the exact aspect that worked really well, right? So Yeah, exactly. Love, love that about feedback. So that's interesting. 
Yeah, and, and I learned it as well. Just like when I first started, um, I started with the company a few years ago, and the company was really small. It was a startup company, um, so there were just a handful of us to begin with. And so I got their management on me, and I was able to experience it from that side and watch how I grew and blossomed based on the way that they fostered my own skills. It's sort of like... Um, you go the path of least resistance, you find people that really vibe with what our whole company mission is. And then you find out what they're good at and put them on that. And, and then once I started managing the team myself, I was able to use those. And yeah, I found that the more specific and more clear and organized that whether it's something that you are communicating or a task that you are delegating, the more clear and specific that you can get, the better you waste no time at all going in circles trying to understand each other trying to fix things because everybody knows exactly what's expected or what's valued around the project okay that is super interesting i like it so far i like it so far <laughs> Good. um okay how 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 does it work when people are not performing like have, have you ever had to fire someone or let someone go <laughs> no surprisingly um i well they haven't had to fire anybody based on performance. Um, we have had to take a small pause during this whole pandemic because we are a travel booking company. So obviously bookings really kind of went quiet <laughs> during the pandemic. So, um, but other than that, we haven't had to fire anybody based on performance. Um, it's just like constantly checking in and saying, you know, this isn't, because it's, it's never something that's not fixable, right? Like if you want to be here and you want to be a part of this mission, then let's figure out a way to get you to performing how it makes everybody happy. And so we check in and we say, oh, these are all the things that I really liked about what you did. These are the things that maybe could improve. And here are the ways that I would hope to see it improve. And it's not just there. Then we ask, like, what do you think? Do you think that these are reasonable expectations? If not, why not? Or do you think that you could actually do this? And if not, what's going on? What's like, so for example, if a writer is not writing the quality that I would expect or not meeting the deadlines that I would expect, then I just get on a call with them as soon as possible. And then I kind of break down their entire process and I ask them to walk me through their steps and then we kind of talk about the process and if they have any questions or I say oh I do it this way or I know another writer does it this way maybe these two new ideas can help you find a better system for yourself and we just sort of brainstorm the whole thing start to finish and I found that it really works and that there's never really been a time where it's just like, no, you're just absolutely not improving and we have to let you go. It always sort of grows and develops from there. Occasionally you, you end up putting people in jobs that, that they aren't good at though. Like, like yeah. no matter how much people want to, occasionally you end up with people who are in jobs they just shouldn't be in. All right. Yeah. Wherever, yeah. wherever it's been a, a let's call it interesting career choice on their part and so on. Um, have, have you had situations like that? Yeah, actually. Um, we try to make the whole company as flexible as possible. So that way we can all just sort of move with the changes and the skills. And um, on some occasions, 
we hire people for one team. Like I'm on the marketing team and then we have a support team and we have um, like a customer success team and a dev team. Right. So if there's somebody on my team that they're really like, we're having great meetings and there seems to be like good communication yet somehow they're not able to perform the way that is needed. Then we see, okay, well, what are your skills? What have you been doing really well? What do you like doing naturally? And then we move them to a position within the company that can use that and where they would be much better. And I've seen that a few times um, since I've been with them and it's worked out really well. Actually, I've never seen that in another company I've worked with, but luckily it's pretty, a lot of the skills within ours are transferable. So yeah, we just yeah, move I mean, them around. That's, that's typically how I would potentially do it as well if the company have resources, right? But uh, mm-hmm. I think one of, the, one of the problem, particularly when you're a smaller business, right? Uh, if you desperately need a marketing person and the person you hire just isn't fit for it, or if you desperately need a salesperson and they're not fit for it, you, it, it can sometimes be very difficult to just move someone around and keep up uh. their account costs if that's not where you're at business-wise, right? But, uh, but for, yeah. for larger companies, it becomes a little bit easier. Um, I think that's the, another thing that you've just helped me realize is that... Um, we, because it's a startup and because the, the general budget is much smaller because they don't take outside funding, they purposely seek out people that are, that, that are a lot more flexible. It's not like a salesperson who has 10 years of sales experience and a degree, like an MBA or something. And so <clears throat> they're very, very specific in their position. It's more like a bunch of yogis traveling the world <laughs> that would like a way to pay for their living while they're going out and doing their practice. And so their skills are a lot more untapped, I guess is what you would say. So we have a lot more flexibility in that way. Their primary focus is their yoga practice. And then their secondary focus is how they can earn money within the company to support that. Does that make sense? Yeah, Yeah. that makes a lot of sense. And very, very interesting approach. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Any other sort of interesting quirks or so on you you say that the primary focus is yoga practice so i guess that means going to bed early and getting up and having having good day rhythms and so on is is important yeah yeah it's just like when when they came up with the idea for the company it was basically they just wanted to be able to study yoga as much as possible and they didn't want to have to worry about a job with traditional responsibilities like going into the office requesting time off things like that and so a yoga practice in that way often includes pretty minimal living conditions and a lot of people uh, live in ashrams or work at yoga centers in different like we have people living in india and in bali um one in Nicaragua. So there's a lot of different lower, like third world country um, conditions. And so it's just very simple. And so you don't really need that much, but you do want to have access to those things, um, which might get in the way of a regular job. Like sometimes there's not that great of internet connection, or sometimes you're doing a whole process, a yoga process that can last for days at a time. And so yeah, just working around the practice is a huge priority for everybody on the team. Right. So that means if you suddenly go into yoga practice, you shouldn't 
you potentially shouldn't expect them to come back to you for a couple of days. Yeah, right. Like there are there are definitely systems to kind of organize that, so you can't just check out and nobody knows where you're okay. at. But, <laughs> but we do, but we do support that. If you can give us enough time and everything's covered and everything is running smoothly, then yeah, um, that that's something that they wanted to build was to be able to support people in their practice. Interesting. Well, it sounds yeah. like uh, <laughs> if I if I want to get my yoga skills up, you're the, you're the right gang to join then. Yeah, we uh, can help connect you with teacher trainings and retreats and schools all over the world. <laughs> Sounds cool. Sounds cool. Okay. Any other sort of interesting management lessons you've had for this? I mean, I guess, uh, have you got any management experience before you joined this business? Or? No, before this, I did not. Um, and so that was really an exciting opportunity for me as well. Um, just learning how to be on a team and then transitioning into the manager of the team. I think for me, what I've found in my own experience in this role is that being organized is honestly the best advice that I can give anybody because you sort of feel it out. You feel it's, it's like having children in a way, um, <laughs> not that they behave as children, but every single person has such a unique and complex personality and such different needs when it comes to managing. So what, what might work with one person doesn't necessarily work with the other, and they all have different learning styles and working styles. And so it's been really fun for me <clears throat> trying to explore that part of myself and also the people on my team and just learning how to ask the right questions and see what they think could contribute um, I think, like I mentioned, everybody kind of comes in with a super flexible skill set. So they like to sort of establish an entrepreneurial mindset with the company. Like, okay, if you see this issue and we all know that we need to work towards solving it, what are some ideas? Let's throw them out there, go out, do a little bit of research, see what you think is a good idea, and then make a plan and let's see if we can do it ourselves. Um, and so it's been just a really fun learning experience for everybody involved that I think somehow has worked really well just because we all really care about each other and the success of everyone on the team. Yeah, I, I really like it. I, I think sort of the, the core of my management philosophy is very much about building uh, solid relationships with people in terms of making sure you you actually know them and care about them, right? Because I think if, 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 if you are a manager and, and you, you don't care about your team in general. I, I think you'll, you'll have a hard time building a great team structure and so on. And uh, for me personally, I mean, one of the, the absolute key things is, is making sure you have people around for longer periods of time, right? Mm. Like, okay, yeah. occasionally business and personal interests doesn't align anymore. You know, people want to go study or they want to go do certain things that, that means they, they, they do want to leave, right? But, but fundamentally having people around for long periods of time is super valuable to businesses because the cost of yeah. hiring and onboarding new staff and so on is, is generally high, right? So yeah, that's, uh, yeah. This is an issue that I'm trying to solve right now actually is just how can we keep people on as long as possible? Because if you have experience in SEO, then you know this isn't something that you just like, teach the basics and then let them go. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of information to build upon and to understand. And a lot of it comes with experiencing it on the website. So 
yeah, right now, how I'm, my idea to tackle that, to keep people on for a long time is to hire the right people. I'm looking at the people that have been on for a long time, looking at their qualities and what they came with. And so I'm sort of looking for that when I'm hiring new people is how can I get more people like that and then offer them something that they want to stick around for. Yeah, and it, it, it can be difficult, I guess, because like obviously some roles you don't need to, to bring a huge skill set coming on board. But like if you need a web developer, as an example, they would ideally have some idea about web development. Uh, right, because yeah. Because <laughs> getting them from zero to 100 will take you uh, uh, Forever. <laughs> a, a fair amount of time, let's say that way. Um, yeah. so, so obviously some roles you, you, you do require some kind of skill sets that are taken to so. Yeah, yeah, all the web development stuff, they definitely came with prior knowledge. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I think that's been super interesting. Any other sort of great hints and tips or management learnings or the likes that you would love to share with the audience? Yeah, I think, I think what is so fun for us is that we're really involved in a lot of the vision Every day we check in on the vision of the company and where we're headed and what we can each do to help grow it. Um, so if I have an idea, for example, like I had an idea about this email marketing campaign. So I looked into it, I got some ideas and then I brought them to the management team and we talked about it. And, um, and then they just said, yeah, go ahead and make it happen and let me know what you need from me to make it happen. And it's just, it's just really fun feeling like my skills and my passion are able to help contribute to the company versus it being the other way around where they kind of tell you what to do and then, and then the company grows for them. I'm a part of the growth, you know, like I'm part of making it successful. And um, I think that's just the general sentiment for the entire team. And that's, yeah, I think that's what makes it so fun and successful. I like it. I like it. That has been <laughs> very exciting. Okay, if people are desperate to get hold of you after this conversation, what's the best way for them to, to reach out? and? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> My name uh, is Marquis, M-A-R-Q-U-I-S, and my email is my name at bookretreats.com. So Marquis at bookretreats.com. Excellent. We'll include that in the show notes. That is perfect. Well, thank you very, very much for joining me today. That was a super interesting yeah. conversation. And uh, best of luck to you guys with your fantastic business. And hope to catch <laughs> thank up Thank you soon. so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Mad Singers Management Podcast. Please leave a review. It means the world to us. You can also learn more about management at madsingers.com.